When does a career become idolatry? How much is too much work? Today on Rooted Daily, we're talking about the boundaries we should put around our jobs. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and I'm waiting for the look I get when my uh, wife listens to this episode because uh, I've been known to maybe get a little too consumed with work. And, and not just work, I have a, a bad habit of, of giving either 100% to something or 0% to something. I'm either 100% in thinking about it nonstop or I'm 100% out. It's out of sight, out of mind. I'm not a very good compartmentalizer. And in a lot of ways, the culture around our careers doesn't encourage compartmentalization anyways. You know, sure, there's some talk about work-life balance, but if the life ever really starts to weigh anything, work's going to have things to say. <laughs> things have gotten out of balance. Or take PTO, for example. Part of the talk around the, the work-life balance is that companies are offering unlimited PTO, paid time off, which sounds great on paper, but I saw a study just the other day that it, it seems employees working for companies with unlimited PTO actually end up using less PTO than employees in companies with a limited amount. Why? Well, I'm not really here to argue about unlimited PTO, but in general, it's because the culture around our careers may talk a big talk about work-life balance, but that's all it is. It's talk. In reality, our culture has virtually made a religion out of work. To succeed, they tell you you need to eat, breathe, and sleep your job. If they had their way, your career would be the God of your life. But that's where we have a problem. God says we can only have one God, and it should be him. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me, Exodus 20. It's the first commandment for a reason. So it's not just that our career culture takes us away from our families or uh, that it makes us burn the candle at both ends, and that's unhealthy in the long term, but the real problem is that when taken to its extreme, our culture wants our career to replace God in our lives. That's idolatry. Isaiah 43, 7 says humans were made for worship and we're really good at it. The problem is we have a tendency to worship the wrong things, something other than Jesus. That's what it means to worship an idol. An idol, it's more than a statue. It's more than a figurine. It can be anything that we make more important than God. Anything that absorbs our hearts and our minds more than God. Anything we seek to give us what only God can give, like meaning or security or forgiveness. And anything so central in our lives that if we lost it, we'd question if life was worth living. If that's how we define an idol, I think there are far more of us who have made our careers idols than we would like to think. But let's make one thing crystal clear. God values work. He highly values it. 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12 says, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus to settle down and earn the food they eat. You know, Paul, he's not talking to people who can't find work 
or who are unable to work for whatever reason. He's talking to Christians who are able and have the opportunity to work, and he tells them, get to it. Value work. God wants us to work. He wants us to be able to provide for ourselves and for our families and for other people who need help or are unable to work themselves. There's value in work. God can use you in your workplace for eternal purposes. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, and that includes your career, use it for the glory of God of God. Your work is valuable, more so than what you're doing here now. Maybe you're a doctor saving lives or a teacher helping kids or an accountant saving people from the IRS in jail. More than any of that though, your work has eternal significance because God makes it so. And when do you cross the line between that kind of eternally valuable work to idolatrous work though. I think there are a few signs that can warn us when we're getting into dangerous territory, stepping outside of God's value for work into the world's value for work. First, you should ask yourself, are the majority of your friends, the, the people you see from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.? And don't get me wrong, work friendships can be great, uh, and they may even be a part of the way God uses you in the workplace to be a loving friend to those around you. But if we never see our work friends outside of work, are they really friends? And if the only things we ever talk about are related to work, are we really spurring one another on toward love and good deeds like Hebrews 10.24 commands? You know, our relationships can predict our priorities. And if the vast majority of our relationships are centered around work, that's probably where our heart is too. Second, you should ask yourself, what do your conversations at home focus on? Are they focused on what's happening at the office? And again, you should talk about your work at home. You should learn to enjoy work. And when you enjoy your work, you talk about it. But if you talk almost exclusively about work, again, that's a good indicator of where your heart is. Third, how do you introduce yourself outside of work? If you start out saying, hi, I'm Brandon, I work at so-and-so company, you may have an identity problem. God wants you to work, but he also created you to have an identity beyond that work. Fourth, if you think about losing your job, does it feel like your whole life might fall apart? And if so, how? Is it a worry about money and security and control? That might mean you're having trouble trusting Jesus, handing your worry over to him. Or maybe it's more worry over your identity. You're Joe the accountant, and if you weren't Joe the accountant, you don't know what you do. And that's a good sign that you're bordering on idolatry. And again, all of this is in a balance. If you enjoy your work, yeah, you might, you might be a little confused if you were to suddenly leave it behind. You know, what I'm talking about here is a, a sense of almost overwhelming dread and fear. And the last time is, do you regularly use the excuse, I have to work, to escape other responsibilities? Work is important, but it's not the most important. And if you're using work as an escape from family or from ministry, your ministry that all Christians are supposed to do following Jesus or from something else important in your life, it becomes idolatrous. Work is 
a respectable idol. Our culture cheers on workaholics, but it's important for us to know as Christians, God doesn't. He doesn't want us to be lazy. He wants us to value our work and learn to enjoy it, but he does not want us to worship it. No, instead, he wants us to see our work in its proper context, just another tool in our box to bring glory to him. You don't work for the praise of your boss. You don't work just for a sense of self-fulfillment. You don't even work just for money. You work because through your work, God has made it possible to honor him. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Don't let your work become your God, but let your God be the center of your work. To God be all the glory and all the praise. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others can see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk to debt. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.